0: Welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 28. I am your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave. I wanted to continue my conversation about how I frame matte print photos for sale at art shows. So this will be kind of part two. Uh, in the last podcast, I mentioned how I... Uh, what I learned on framing and what I learned on matting, but then I had to learn a little bit about printing. Uh, I was, you know, using Mpix at the time, Mpix.com, mpix.com and they're great for like an online printing service. Uh, one thing I realized using them though was like, you know, before the art show, I would order prints from them. But I never knew how many prints to order of each photo because I didn't know what was going to sell. So say like, you know, I had a, a a certain photo that was selling really well. Well, I could sell out of it and then still have a day or two left in the art show and not have any more prints of that particular one that was selling really well because that's all I was, you know, ordered beforehand because you just don't know what's going to sell in an art show. So I started realizing I need to start taking printing into my own hands to where you know I could come home from the art show that night and be able to print what's selling well to bring for the next day so I could sell it again. I mean one of the beauties of, of selling photography as an art form is it's reproducible. If it's selling well you can make another copy and sell it again unlike say like a painter or whatever where they have one original painting and they sell it and it's gone and there's you know you can't sell that again so that's one of the benefits of being a photographer it's a reproducible art form so you know but I was kind of you know still kind of sticking with mpix at that time because I just didn't know you know how would be able to print quality at home on you know inkjet printers or whatever. Around that time, I had bought a Kodak EasyShare printer. Uh, this was probably mid 2000s, and I just bought it for a home printer. I wasn't looking to do like you know print photography off of it. It was just our going to be our home printer. And the reason I bought it was Kodak's claim to fame at the time was. They're selling their ink cartridges for like half the price of like HP cartridges and all that. So they were going to sell you cheap ink. That was their claim to fame. Uh, If you know anything about Kodak's history, uh, some people actually blame their, you know, uh, their sort of trying to get into the inkjet market as part of the reason, one of their downfalls, because they put a lot of money into it. And it didn't really make much, didn't really penetrate the market all that well. But actually, it was a really good idea because they were going to sell you cheap ink. And the ink was a lot cheaper. They're talking like half the price of comparable other brands, cartridges or whatever. So, but I just bought it just to, you know, print out documents. It was just a printer for home use. Um... But then I started looking into Kodak's printers and I realized uh, after researching a little bit their inks was actually pigment ink uh, rather than dye-based ink. Most inkjet printers are dye-based ink and, um, but th- this was pigment inks that they were using. Now pigment inks on an inkjet printer are very fade resistant. I mean they just, they just really don't fade whereas dye inks at the time could fade pretty rapidly. So, it was just a really good, cheap pigment inkjet printer. Again, I had no idea that I was going to use this for photography. It was just a home printer, but the fact that it used pigment ink got me thinking about maybe this is an option. So... I decided uh, I will check this out as an as an option as far as printing at home. So I had no real high hopes of this home little Kodak inkjet printer being a viable option for printing photos, but just one day on a whim, I printed a photo off of it that was uh, the same uh, a, you know copy of the same photo I had gotten printed at Mpix. And once it came out of the printer, I looked at the Kodak EasyShare Inkjet print versus the MPEX print that I had gotten, and they looked exactly the same. Like I even showed them to my wife, and she she could not tell the difference between the two. So here's this little consumer home Inkjet Kodak printer that is putting out lab-quality photos on pigment ink, which is... You know, a very fade-resistant ink. Uh, uh, just as you know, look just as good as a lab print. So then I'm like, oh wow! So now I can print at home and be able to kind of print on the fly. Like I go to the first day of the art show, say I sewed three or four of this photo. I can come home, uh, print out three or four more, and have them ready for the next day of the art show. I was kind of shocked, like I did not expect to get lab quality photos out of this little consumer inkjet. And so I used those Kodak EasyShare printers for probably the next 10 years of my art selling, art show selling of photographs. And no one ever complained about the print quality. They looked great and they did not fade. And so it was a cheap way for me to get lab quality prints pigment prints that did not fade using a you know these Kodak printers uh, probably around 2008 I believe Kodak stopped making those printers so I actually you know had a uh, you know, I actually bought a backup at that point because I knew that when my current Kodak printer died I needed to have a backup to um, continue to do this because it was allowing me so much freedom and the ink was cheap and it was allowing me to lower my costs so I could pass those cost savings on to the people that wanted to buy photography from me and keep the price down. And so... Yeah, I I just went for a decade selling prints off these little consumer Kodak inkjet printers and kind of hated that that didn't really work out for Kodak. It wasn't very successful for them because it was certainly successful for me. And as of like this last year of, the Unfair, the one I just completed uh, my last art show that I did with the Unfair uh, I was still using a Kodak printer and I just now started having some trouble with that printer I still have one more backup I can use but after that, I mean, this is coming to an end like, it's hard to find uh, functional Kodak printers at this point because let's face it, they're 10 years old since they stopped making them So I've had to, at this point, find another option to do cheap inkjet prints. And honestly, like Canon and Epson are probably the biggest makers of photo printers right now. And their options just aren't that great for me because the ink is really expensive. And the quality, I'm sure, is fantastic. But I was getting fantastic quality out of these Kodak printers and and they were pigment inks and so it was just it's hard for me to uh, to give that up but I'm at a point now where I'm on my last Kodak printer and it's you know probably on its last leg so I have to find another option so that's where I'm at now and so you know it's, it's, it's difficult for me because I went a decade it's just my, part of my process. And now I have to adapt. So I still have one last Kodak printer that I can use until it dies. And I guess a testament to these Kodak printers uh, is you can still buy the ink. I mean, ink is still available for these printers that haven't been made in almost 10 years at like Walmarts, Office Depots, Office, you know, uh, Staples, all these office supply stores, you can still get ink for these printers that have been long discontinued. so there shows there's people out there like me that loved these things for what they did because ink is still available and I have you know like I said one last Kodak printer to uh, uh, use till it dies, but then I have to move on. And I'm not ready to move up to like Epson and Canon pro-quality photo printers because, I mean, as fantastic as they are, the ink is expensive and I sell my photos at a price that people buy them and if I move up to that kind of printer, I'm going to have to raise my price and I'm not quite ready to do that just yet. So then I I decided to examine other options. consumer inkjet printers so a couple of months ago i bought an hp envy printer just a cheap printer like you can find them at Walmarts, like whatever it's you know it's a cheap consumer printer but there is some emphasis on photo printing uh, with those particular printers now the hp envy printer uses dye based ink Uh, Something that's happened in the last 10 years since I bought my first Kodak printer when I demanded pigment ink because of the fade resistance is dye inks have come a long, long way. Like HP claims their new dye-based printers, like this Envy model that I bought, that their dye inks will last 25 years of fade resistance. Now, the Kodak printers with the pigment ink, they got tested for like 100 years of fade resistance, which is, you know, it's a very long time. But 25 years fade resistance on the new dye inks. I mean, I don't have any delusions that people that buy a photo from me still want to look at it 25 years from now. I'm pretty sure they'll get tired of seeing it before 25 years is up. But I have a hard time believing manufacturer claims on fade resistance so you know i bought this hp envy printer to keep my cost down on home printing and i decided to do a little test on it so for the last two and a half almost three months i have had uh let's see six or seven prints four by six prints from that hp printer like stuck to a window in my garage where they get full sunlight uh, all day long to see how they may fade. And so far, after almost three months of full sun exposure, no protection, I'm not seeing any fading. So that's a positive sign. Uh, the reason I went with this particular HP NV printer is they have a ink program where basically you pay like five to ten bucks a month and you can print out, like, I think I bought a $5 plan a month for ink. So they charge me $5 a month. But I get to print out a 100 uh, prints a month for that, regardless if they're photos or whatever. So I could print out 100 8x10 photos for 5 bucks a month on this printer. So providing that if it holds up fade-resistant-wise, this may be a good option for me going forward. But I'm still in the process of uh, researching that, Uh, just trying to get my, you know, get another option in case this code at my last Kodak printer dies. But that's where I'm at right now with printing. And, you know, I'm not buying into this whole pro inkjet printer market just yet. Anyway, I'm running out of time, so that's the end of this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. You can check out my photography on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography, on Instagram at guttermanphoto, and you can email me at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. Stay positive. Take some cool film photos. Thank you very much.